Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Special thanks to Catapult Sports for providing us a coach's lounge in their booth to sit down and discuss football with coaches. And on this particular episode, we sit down with Jordan Hogan, who is now the wide receivers coach at Colgate. I first met Jordan at the New York High School Football Coaches Association Clinic in 2019 and was very impressed with him, as you'll hear. Before Colgate, Coach Hogan served two years in the Arizona Cardinals program in the Bill Bidwell Coaching Fellowship. He also spent time with other NFL teams in the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Fellowship with the Baltimore Ravens in 2019, Indianapolis Colts in 2017, and Buffalo Bills in 2016. Prior to his time with the Cardinals, he served as the receivers coach at Cornell for three years. He was a standout himself at Brockport, where he ranked fifth in school history in career receiving yards. I think he's done a tremendous job so far in his young career. He does a great job with networking, and we share some of that, as well as what he learned in the QB receiver room at the Arizona Cardinals about timing and rhythm. Here's my sit-down with Coach Jordan Hogan. We're live from AFCA, sitting down with Jordan Hogan, who is the receivers coach at Colgate. I met Jordan at the New York High School Football Coaches Association Clinic, and I, I want to say it was 2000. It's like 19. Yep, yep. Yep. They brought me out there, did some podcasting. You know, before I got go going with the re- recording. Uh, the guys are telling me you got to go see this this coach from Cornell. Yeah, this young coach from Cornell does a good job. So I went and sat in your clinic. I'm like, yeah, he does a good job. That was a great clinic. Brought a lot of energy. Shared a lot of, of, of good stuff. I know we had you on the virtual summit as well, and, and then uh, put that one up on CoachTube. Uh, but it's great to catch up with you here again, Jordan, and, and you know see what you've done here in the last few years. Yeah, so obviously, Keith, I appreciate you having me on. Obviously, there's thousands of coaches down here at the at the convention. Um, I'm, I'm really honored to be on with you. Um, obviously, just to kind of catch up. Obviously, the last two years, um, 
my, myself and my family, actually, let's, let's go personal. So I'm, I'm married, I have, I have a wife, we've been married for three years now. Um, I have two daughters, um, our oldest is two year old, she's two, uh, Mara Ann, and then we have a, a fresh one, or one that's right out the oven, uh, she's two months, uh, and her name is Mila, Mila Bell. So we have Mara Ann and Mila Bell that have been uh, added to our family. Nice, so, congrats. Um, so appreciate that. So, um, but last two years I spent some time um, in, with the Arizona Cardinals through the Bill Bidwell Fellowship, uh, which was a great opportunity that was, uh, I was able to interview for it, went through many uh, rounds of interviews with different people throughout the organization, and I was able to land it um, on June 19th of 2020. Um, so basically my wife is, is amazing. Um, when I kind of thought this was going to happen, I asked her like, hey, like, do you feel comfortable, you know, pretty much packing up our house from in Ithaca, New York to move out to basically Tempe, Arizona? And she said, let's do it. Now, that's one of the best things about, um, well, at least for my wife, she's a coach. So she understands just kind of like how fast things can move in our profession. Um, she coaches lacrosse. Um, so when we finally got the call on June 19th from Coach Kingsbury, um, she, she said like, yeah, let's go. So basically we had a day, we had two days to kind of like, you know, celebrate, you know, tweet and you know, tell everybody that basically we were on the phone with realtors and, you know, places where we were going to uh, stay at. So we relocated to Gilbert, Arizona, which is about literally 18 minutes without traffic to the practice facilities in Tempe. With traffic, it's 25 minutes. Um, so that was really important for me to be some, for me to be somewhere close um, to the facilities because obviously, you know, whether it's college or pros, we're going to be getting in there in, in there early sure. in the morning. So uh, we found a great, great house, um, great family uh, community in Gilbert, Arizona. And I was out there probably by the second, second, second to third week in July, and uh, we got going pretty fast. Now my first year in the league, it was all COVID, so we got tested every single day. Right. We're all masked up. It's kind of crazy that you know that that whole period, that whole process was you know two, just only what three years ago. Um, but I was obviously it was a great experience for me. Uh, spent both of my years um, in the quarterbacks room with uh, obviously Coach Kingsbury, um, who's very hands-on with the quarterbacks. Uh, Tom Clements, who um, is now actually with the Green Bay Packers as the quarterbacks coach. Um, long time Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre um, position coach, and then Cam Turner, who is now the current the, the quarterbacks coach. Um, and then I was kind of you know plugged or just was able to be in the room with the quarterback. So um, between all those coaches, with those three coaches, and then you add in obviously Kyler Murray. Um, and then in my second year, uh, we added or they added uh, Colt McCoy, um, who is possibly one of the best human beings um, on the face of earth. Um, there's, there, were, there was and there is a lot of just great um, knowledge and insight and obviously talent in that room. So great experience, learned a lot. Um, definitely am applying what I learned in the quarterback room right. to now um, coming back to the college realm and, uh, as a receiver's coach. Yeah, I think that's great. You and I had talked, I think, on the phone just about, uh, you know, being able to learn the quarterback position yeah. and, and obviously, you know, you're sitting in a really good room there yeah. uh, learning that. And, you know, in, in looking at just the way you've progressed through this pr profession, um, I mean, you're a student of the game. You continue to learn, and I think you do a great job networking, too. Uh, obviously, uh, your name comes up quite a bit. I think you know, you've, you've done a great job here early on just in continuing to grow as a coach, you know, in, in making that, that move back to having your own room, thinking and comparing it to when you were at Cornell and yes. now. How did that change for you? What things really evolved and, um, you know, that you were able to take from the experience at the Arizona Cardinals? It's really just making sure, like, that every, like, so from the receiver perspective, just make sure, like, everything's just 
timed up with the quarterback's footwork. That's something that Coach Kingsbury talked about a lot. You know, during individual, you know, basically your feet, the feet are going to always, for the most part, tell the quarterback when to let, when when to release the football. Um, and then for my for my aspect, being the receivers coach with quarterbacking kind of a background, just understanding like, hey guys, we can't, we, we don't have all time you know, in the world to play around at the line of scrimmage or at the top of the break. One of the cool, essentially coolest things is actually. It didn't really work in our favor a lot, you know, being in the NFL and going up against Aaron Donald um, twice a year. My last year, we went up against him three times uh, in the year. The last game was the playoff that I probably shouldn't bring up. Um, it was not did not go in our favor. But the one thing that I learned early on and often in the league is that from a, from a pass game perspective for receivers, you need to get into your in and out of your route before the pass rush gets to the quarterback. Right. That is something that I really you know found out and learned really fast. Like because obviously there's really good pass rushers, you know, defensive coordinators scheming up, you know, different blitz tracks, different ways to affect the quarterback without actually getting to the quarterback. So that's something that I've really taken away from my time in the league of just like, hey, telling these receivers, like, you don't have all time in the world, even though you may be getting free access, you may be getting a little bit soft and off, you know, maybe man or whatever the case is, we need we need to play with a relentless sense of urgency at the line of scrimmage, at the top of the break, um, so that we can get into our route before the rush gets to the quarterback. Right. Yeah, you, you really learn as you get into that part of the game that you need to be efficient with what you do as a receiver and, and you don't have time to waste. Yes. You know, it's, it's the difference of taking that extra step to lose someone at the line. Like if you could, you need to learn how to do it in the most efficient way with your yeah. feet. You know, getting into parts of the route where they're still collisioning you. Yeah. You know, the difference in between using a one-hand hit or two and how that's going to affect the way you, maybe your hips turn or how long it takes you to get out of the break because yes. the, the quarterback is moving his eyes and feet through the progression. Yes. He's moving on. If he sees something's not right there, it's taking too long, he's the next part of the progression. Even though that route might come open later, and it's funny, you know, you, you sit back and you watch as a fan, and you hear, you know, even in guys showing on Twitter, oh man, look at how wide open this guy was. Yeah, yeah but when he was supposed to be, and when I had my eyes on him, he wasn't. Right? When my eyes went there, he wasn't doing the things he needed to. So it's teaching guys to really be efficient. It all has to calibrate together. And one of the things you kind of, you, you touched upon it, but this kind of jumped in my mind. Another thing that I really learned and you know, was able to pick on and gra gravitate to, towards early, just being in the quarterback room, is truly understanding just the, the internal clock yes. of going through the progression, but understanding like I do not have all time in the world to wait for you to, to release off the line of scrimmage to get downfield, get into your route. Now, maybe if you're D-hop, I'll give you an extra half a second or full second, but I gotta get going because, okay, 1,001, 1,002, that ball should be out, whether it's a quick game or maybe it's drop back. So just understanding, like, okay, like, you know, if it's a full progression read, you know, if it's a quick game, if I'm working from the boundary to the field or from the field to the boundary, just understanding, just, okay, like, there's a certain amount of time I can maybe hold or keep my eyes for you know a certain um, concept to, to develop. So just the internal clock of quarterbacks, definitely being around Kyler, because Kyler is probably yeah. one of the best quarterbacks or top quarterbacks in the league of just waiting for things to happen because he trusts his lower body, his legs, his, his scramble ability so much, he may wait on a route um, to develop or concept sure. to develop. Whereas Colt McCoy, obviously, is not, I don't, I'm not knocking Colt, I think Colt will probably say the same thing. He might not be blessed with the same type of, of athleticism and agility as Kyler. So he, the ball will be out of his hands you know, uh, much uh, much quicker and, and, and faster. And obviously, Colt, you know, I've been watching all the Hard Knocks um, episodes that have been on TV, and they've shown Colt you know, talking to the receivers a ton, saying, like, hey, like, 
just be where you're supposed to be at, and the ball's going to be on you really fast. So yeah. that's been really good to be able to see one quarterback who's holds on to the ball a little bit longer, which I, as a receiver and as a receiver coach, you like that because, okay, you may have an extra second or maybe tenth of a second to maybe work the guy at the line of scrimmage or to get, to get the ball down the field. Yeah, I, I think it's an important thing to teach receivers, especially young receivers. You think about, you know, the – the high school guys, maybe some of the first-year college guys that, you know, they don't always understand the, the timing of it, yeah. right? And and the, sometimes they get frustrated, like, why am I not getting the ball? Like, yeah, oh yeah. you oh know, yeah. they, they have the feeling that they were open, but when you explain it to them, you show them the calibration. And, you know, we, we would do it all with stopwatches, just like that timing is so important. And they see that, hey, I just wasted, you know, 0.4 seconds here. That 0.4 seconds is, is pretty big. You know, guys, even from little things, I've worked with receivers just watching film with them before and, and showing them, like, you just wasted two tenths of a second yep. on the line of scrimmage. What do you run? Well, about a four seven. Well, you just ran a four nine, right? In, in attacking this guy. 100%. So, so you know that kind of stuff registers with them, though. They get to see a bigger picture. I'm not one guy running the route out here. There's timing, there's protection, there's all the things that calibrate together. And to kind of piggyback on what you just said, like one of the areas I would usually do it in training camp, not so much during the regular season because, you know, it's it's our meetings weren't as long as during training camp, but I would have time to, like, especially if we're doing pat-and-go or RVA routes, uh, what I would do is I would pause pause the clip or pause the one-on-one the, the -on -one rep when a quarterback gets to the top of his drop to figure out, okay, where are you in relationship to, depending on whether it's a 15-yard comeback, a, a basic route at 12 yards, or just a goal ball. Are you at the top of your break? Are you out of your break? Just so you can see in correlation, okay, quarterback, is he's cocked, he's ready, he's getting ready, the ball's getting ready to leave his hands. Where are you at? Where, where are your eyes at? Uh, where are you getting in or out of the cut or out of, out of the break? So uh, just, some, again, some more things that I've been able to take away from my time being in, in, in a quarterback room. Because yeah. before, like, I, it's not so much that I was guessing or just assuming, like, okay, like, I think you're open, but just being in a quarterback room, listening, observing, and being a part of, of the QB Indy. So just watching Kyler go through a drop, you know, going through QB Indy, going through a lot of things really uh, has helped me progress just as, a, as an offensive skill position coach. Yeah, you know, you, you guys at that level, you, you have all the data, you have uh, the wearables, right? Yeah. That stuff really starts to come into play too. And I think when it's, it's helping you as a coach develop your players and helping you develop as a coach too, I think it's both sides of it you can get, especially early on here when yes. we're all learning this. Um, that can be huge too in helping guys find success on the field. Yes, just, um, I mean, obviously as a, as, as a receivers coach, you know, we should all, I mean, all of us are going to know like just how to read coverages and things like that. But just understanding how the whole defense, you know, fits into one into one piece and how the quarterback views is you know views the entire the entire field. You know, whether it's you know how are they playing the backside on a three by one. You know, what type of triangle read are, are they playing, you know, towards uh, towards the field versus on you know, for the number two and number three receiver. Just little things that just from watching film with the quarterbacks and with Cliff, Coach Kingsbury, sorry, um, and with Coach Clement and Coach Turner um, has really helped me progress. You know, towards you know, really soon, hopefully, being able to be a pass game coordinator and being able to take on more uh, responsibilities from a uh, uh, from a uh, uh, game uh, game uh, breakdown standpoint. Mm -hmm. And you know, shifting to the development of your career, because uh, I think you've you've done a great job here Thank early you. on. Uh, like I said, your your name comes up, um, and I think. You're finding a lot of opportunities that guys your age, you know, walking around here at yep. AFCA would love to have. 
what tips do you have for those young coaches who, you know, want to go as far as they can in this profession? Honestly, the number one thing that I, because a decent amount of young coaches and older coaches reach out to me, and I try to always say the same thing. Um, the number one thing that I usually will tell them is just be persistent. Like, honestly, like, I'll never forget uh, when I did my first internship with Greg Roman, who's now the offensive coordinator with Baltimore Ravens. Um, he would tell me all the time, like, hey, like, here's my number. I see, like, I see that your text message. I see, I see your messages that come in. I, see, I, I will read your handwritten notes. Um, uh, I see your emails. But just, like, continue to text me. Continue to know to, 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 uh, to I want to know that you want this thing. Um, because obviously, not, what I, I used to tell like other guys, like I know there's like 10 Jordan Hogan's out there. All right, now there's a fine line between being nagging and being you know, annoying. Um, so you gotta you gotta be able to like know the difference between okay, like I just text coach maybe a month ago. I probably don't need to follow up until maybe halfway through the season, or maybe there's a holiday, or maybe there's you no know, they had a great comeback or something like that. So there's a fine line, but just being persistent, but also having a plan too. Like for me, like I got my first internship with the Bills in 2016 because I was persistent. I was a little bit annoying, but like I just, you know, I just found ways to be different. Like um, I would, I, I, I found, first of all, I found out who was in charge of the, 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 uh, the decision making. I found out that that was Anthony Lynn, who was the running back coach at the time. So I would handwrite him. But I knew, I, I knew I wanted to actually be with the receivers. I wanted to be with the receivers. So. Um, I hand wrote Sanjay Lau, who's now the receivers coach with the Seattle Seahawks. And this was, I think, something that set me apart from everyone else. Um, I actually phone called, I, so I found out their, um, their office phones. And I don't know if they even picked up or heard my voicemail, but I actually called their, their office phones at night. And I left them a, a very detailed uh, voicemail, just who I am, you know, hey, can you give me a shot? I want to do this Bill Walsh internship. But those are just so, certain ways I was able to reach out to them. But I did a lot of research on my own. But I was very persistent um, in my efforts and, you know, working on these relationships. And then when you get them, like, if I do get to the NFL or, you know, if I do get to a big-time program, like, still, like, want to, so, still want to, you know, text those guys, email those guys. Like, just because I get to the NFL doesn't mean I stop handwriting. Right. Or I stop emailing people. Like, I, I, when, I, when I was with the Cardinals, I still shot everyone, hey, hope your, hope your family is doing well, don't need anything. Hope to see you soon. So you want to still be authentic. You don't want to be a replica. You want to be different. You want to set yourself apart. But just being persistent um, and having a plan to go about how you're going to, you know, get your internship or get your QC job or get your Power Five or Q or get your own room. Whatever your goal is, you got to have a plan to be persistent about it. Well. You've been persistent so far, and I think it's paid off. And I, again, I love what you're doing. It's fun to watch you uh, as you progress through this profession. And certainly, we'll have you back on here again. I appreciate it, Keith. Thank you again to Catapult Sports for providing the space for these sit-down with coaches at AFC. Thank you again for Catapult Sports for providing the space for these sit-downs with coaches at AFCA. Be sure to check out all they're doing at catapultsports.com and one.catapultsports.com. Jordan Hogan has a course on CoachTube on wide receiver fundamentals. I highly recommend that one. That one will be linked in the show notes. I'll be back at the New York State High School Football Coaches Association Clinic, sitting down there and doing some podcasts with their speakers They have an incredible lineup. Be sure to check out what they're doing. I'll put that link in the show notes. Their clinic is February 2nd through 4th in Verona, New York at the Turning Stone Resort. It's a great venue for a clinic. It's a clinic I attended, as I said, in 2019. I was very impressed with both 
the venue as well as their lineup. Again, check that out in the show notes. And be sure to follow all we do at coachingcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.